HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Lou Bank. I'm Chapati One. And I'm Ryan Acock, the Cocktail MD. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Green Gex bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And one of the things, one of the things that always, uh, fa- I shouldn't say it fascinates me, it makes me laugh. Java. Yeah. Ryan. Sure. Yeah. One of the things that makes me laugh is when we're uh, in rural Mexico and we're drinking spirits and inevitably, or eating food or whatever, and inevitably everything, everything is either medicinal or an aphrodisiac and sometimes both. And so, right, and this is for everything, but the thing that I'm really curious about, uh, Ryan, is... When we when they're talking about a spirit and they've put a bunch of herbs in it, different plants in it, um, and they say that it's an aphrodisiac, is it ever actually an aphrodisiac? Yeah, well, that may depend on, on what herbs that you put in there, but the short answer is no. So what alcohol... Wait, 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 but, but, but I, hear, I heard a maybe. Yeah, so... You hear this probably, I hear it more in, in uh, Asian cultures than Mexico, but you hear about things like rhino horn or tiger yeah. skin or shark yeah. fin. That it can I, be always used- thought, I always thought that would be a great, because like, you're right, the Asians were going crazy for mezcal and, uh, and tequila. And I thought like rhino horn mezcal would be a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a, would be the, the, would be a great brand name if you want to get into that market, maybe even making a pachuga with a rhino horn. But anyway. Yeah, uh, no, Lou. But uh, so you see that more in Asian cultures and 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 it's uh, for aphrodisiac. Ah, I couldn't even say that word. Aphrodisiaco? Aphrodisiac? Jesus. Anyways. You said it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you see it. Is it is it true with rhino horn? Yeah, so rhino horn, all of that is is just keratin. So it's the same thing that your teeth or it's not out your teeth, but your but your hair and your fingernails are made out of keratin. And so that's all you're consuming <laughs> when you're consuming rhino horn is basically fingernails. So if you if you ate a bunch of uh fingernails, would you would you perform better in bed? 
That is a great question. And by you, Louis. I mean specifically you, Ryan. Specifically, well, are you going to interview my wife afterwards? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. We're not. We don't, we don't go to those. And all former girlfriends. <laughs> no, like, but there's nothing. There's nothing in uh, keratin that would be. Did I say that right? Keratin. Yeah, yeah, keratin. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in keratin that would suggest that it uh, it increases your ability to perform. No, not at all. That that's absolutely ridiculous. That you could just take a endangered species and then eat its keratin and <laughs> somehow be better sexually or cure any kind of disease from it. Okay, but, 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 so so yeah. Well, I, I know so, what you're gonna so ask. So what? Yeah. Oh, do you really? Well, of course. So what will do the job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, look at you. So there's there's clearly something that does the job where Viagra wouldn't exist. So the, what's in Viagra that uh, that that makes you perform longer? Well, that, 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 that's actually not a great question, Lou. I think no, that... it is, actually, it is a good question. Like, oh, really? how does Viagra oh. work? That's what you're asking. How does Viagra work? Yeah, so, all right, there's something called a phosphodiesterase inhibitor, which is what Viagra does, and it, it makes your blood vessels open up more. So when Viagra was first created many, many years ago, it was originally used for blood pressure because the idea is that it would open up your blood vessels, you would, you would lower your blood pressure. And it turns out in the initial clinical trials, it did a terrible job of lowering blood pressure, and it gave people erections as a side effect. So then <laughs> Pfizer got the idea of, what if we change the script and we say, this is a medication that gives you erections, and as a side effect, it may lower your blood pressure. Wait, hang on. So it, even though it changes the size of blood vessels, it yes. doesn't? doesn't reduce your blood pressure? It does, but it doesn't do a great job of that. That gotcha. is one of the okay. problems of taking Viagra with nitroglycerin for chest pain is because nitroglycerin definitely opens up your blood vessels, particularly things like your coronary arteries, but it also lowers your blood pressure. And so there were cases when Viagra first came out of people taking Viagra and nitroglycerin for chest pain and then dropping dead. Wow, it's sort of, it's like the the old man's bizarre version of uh, the episode we just recorded, the alcohol with the caffeine, yeah? So kind of, yeah, I guess kind of an opposite effect of that. So someone yeah, would, would take Viagra and then engage in sexual intercourse, but as a result of that, get chest pain and then take nitroglycerin for their chest pain and no. then their blood pressure would go to zero and then they would drop dead. And so now when someone shows up to an emergency room with chest pain or if someone calls 911 for chest pain, one of the first questions is, in the last 24 hours, have you had Viagra? Or in the last 72 hours, have you had Cialis? For that very reason of we don't want to give nitroglycerin to someone and then kill ah, them because yeah, they yeah. had taken Viagra beforehand. Yeah, do no harm. So, okay, so when our friend Isidro uh, tells us that his pachuga that's made with with uh, with uh, gamecock, uh, fighting cock, and, um, uh, and trout... And chocolate. Um, when he tells us that that is an aphrodisiac, what's he telling us? Hopefully, that it's got a lot of ethanol in it and it gets people drunk. And that when people are drunk, they tend to have more sex? Yeah. Yeah. So, what alcohol <laughs> is known for doing is it works towards disinhibition. And so, people can make poor decisions, or at least it affects their decision making capacity, but usually for poor reasons. What? So, that's where you get the term <laughs> beer goggles from. Uh, I've never <laughs> yeah. heard that before. Okay, that that I don't know. Yeah, Jesus. wait, wait, wait. You've you seriously never heard that term? No, I also learned another uh, another uh, expression the other day called "keep your <laughs> keep your knickers on." Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, don't, don't get your knickers in a bunch. Yeah, I don't know how many people say "don't get your knickers in a bunch" anymore because we're not like we're wearing knickers here in the United States, but. 
But yeah, Chava, there's a, a phrase called beer goggles of people who go to a bar and then drink too much, and now all of a sudden they're hitting on the unattractive person, and it said that they're wearing glasses that make people more attractive. Or or they're drinking worse alcohol, and they don't care anymore about how that tastes. I mean, I... Maybe. Maybe the night has gone on, and their depression has gotten worse, and they're thinking, <laughs> I'll just go home with anyone at this point. Oh, Lord. This is terrible. <laughs> this Okay. So that's, that's not what we... What, this is definitely not where we wanted the conversation to go. I think, like, what 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 I guess the the nice speculation will be is, is there anything that you add to alcohol, or is there any... Like, not even with alcohol, is there any herb, fruit, thing that you can eat that will have aphrodisiac effects? Yeah, Does not that really. Exist I mean, medically? You'll, you'll hear people talk about things like oysters or strawberries, and yeah, not really. There are things that restaurants do to make people more attractive, and the oh. first thing is turn down the lights. And so, <laughs> so first, that you, you can't see the person in front of you, but also because your eyes dilate. And so there's this idea of when someone is attracted to you and is interested in you, their eyes are going to dilate and you're going to notice that the person's eyes are dilated. And Whoa. whether that holds any truth beyond marketing, maybe. But Oh, that's that's so fascinating. Actually, yeah, like, Chava, he was... Uh, (laughs) Like Ryan was headed in a direction that I was interested in, but you just opened it up in a different way. That's fascinating to me. So in essence, Ryan, if I'm hearing you correctly, like, like Isidro may be, may be under the belief that, uh, that his pachuga is an aphrodisiac because he drinks it and his inhibitions are reduced. And he, uh, well, I mean, he's married, so he's only going to have sex with his wife, but maybe on a night then he was not going to because he was distracted by a, a sporting game. Instead, he's going to have sex with his wife. So that's clearly not going to be the case when I eat an oyster, right? I'm not going to be I'm not going to be intoxicated. So my decisions possibly, uh, possibly. <laughs> but so there's no inhibition of my decision making process. So what do you and and the fact that the dilation. Um, uh, of the eyes might suggest something to somebody else is interesting. So what what do you think it could be with something like oysters? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. So I've I've heard that before from like the uh, the sex experts who actually have no training in, in the human body who want to say things like oysters or strawberries are going to be aphrodisiacs. And I'm and there's probably no medical reason for that at all. Other than maybe you're enjoying your time eating oysters with somebody, and so you associate eating the oysters. But really, it's because you're enjoying your time spent with that person. But but something that is fascinating to me is that you did try to find research around this, and if we've if we've uh, if we've understood something about you, Ryan, you're really good at finding the most obscure articles about the most ridiculous studies that you can't understand how that was legal or how <laughs> university allowed that for that to happen. So it sort of bog like it it hurts my mind to think that something as attractive as the notion of a thing that you can consume that is going to make you perform or or have a more sexual like more libido you couldn't find anything not one thing around that so well i i looked at more at alcohol and what and so alcohol doesn't work necessarily as an aphrodisiac it just gives you poor decision making ability and so that's what what uh that's kind of what people think of when alcohol could be an aphrodisiac it's like it's it's not inherent to the alcohol that's an aphrodisiac it doesn't make you more attractive to people or people more attractive to you it's that you just can't make good decisions and so now you're willing to sleep with someone you probably wouldn't have been willing to sleep with before 
But yeah, so now we're just in the speculation territory with right. everything else because you didn't. Do, so you know, I've I've got a theory now about oysters oh, no. that I developed in the last ten seconds. <laughs> so um, when I was living in Portland, my friend Charles stopped dating a guy uh, after the second date uh, because he wouldn't eat avocado. Well and- done. I, lo- I love her. Uh, I, I compliment. You see, good decision making there. Anyway, and if alcohol well, so, was involved. And, and I said, so what? Why? Why avocado? Uh, she said, well, he said he wouldn't uh, eat it because of the texture. And I said, so what does that mean? And she said, well, if he's not eating avocado because of the texture, oh, he's not look, eating look, something look, else look, because stop, of the texture. Stop, 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 right Hey, there. hey, I, I kept it PG. And, and so when I think about that and then I think about oyster, like maybe that's like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're having- Lou, Lou, Lou. So maybe it's just that simple, like, hey- Clearly, this person is willing to put that in in, in their mouth. So, <laughs> so Lou, Lou, we are we already had understood that from the avocado analogy. I think we. I didn't we have to good. go deeper. You didn't have to go deeper. I mean, I don't think that's that that's at all it. I I really think that there's um, like I'm gonna do a stretch here. Forgive me. Uh, I think that it has maybe to do with having the the capacity to enjoy complex flavors and to enjoy you know like beauty <laughs> I, I think in a nutshell this is the difference between you and I what that, that you you go into the complexity of it and I'm just straight to oh yeah like if you'll put that in your uh, mouth you'll put anything well, in no, your mouth no no but 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 I think it's you know like if someone can eat more things and stranger things and whatnot also their threshold for enjoyment is bigger so maybe it's just about you know like being with a third party that you are like oh this person it's it's uh, a third party did we skin the trios no 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 uh, another person uh, the person you're dating the person you're spending time okay, with yeah, okay yeah, yeah okay so okay second you, party you yeah. use that no you use that so ex- would that be then like what what is this Korean thing uh, is it batuk where it's the it's like the fully fertilized duck that's no in no, the no, egg? no 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 balut. And that Balut, is, that's it. And that's Filipino and, uh, yeah, yeah. and Vietnamese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so does that mean that somebody who's willing to eat balut would be sexy because they're eating something that most people wouldn't and it's even more complex? One of the most beautiful women I've seen in my life was eating a balut at a nightstand in the Philippines, yes. So, yes, you're right. Ryan, how would you <laughs> feel about that? Gosh, that eating a fertilized egg... Where, yeah, you're crunching on the bones of this softly <laughs> no, no, formed no, no, no. baby <laughs> duck. But also things that we might find disgusting because so of So not attractive. Reasons. You just went right over that. <laughs> not attractive to you, right? No, no, not at all. I, these kids of today. Yeah. Anyways, I, th- I think uh, I think this could be about it. Otherwise, we're just going st- <laughs> to like keep on saying horrible, obscene things. And just like, as we say in Mexico, enseñar el cobre. Uh, we're going to be showing our copper and who we really are. So I think we better stop this as soon as possible. Okay. I think we'll call it a wrap then. <laughs> Thanks, right. Lou, for your amazing insights. Thanks, Ryan, for standing us. Adios. <laughs> Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. A Gabby Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.